identified. Who is ready for some bold predictions here on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show? What's going on, everybody? I'm Bert. You know who this is? It's Jake Simone. Jake, hi. How the heck are you? Doing well, man. Good. Getting there. Good. Good. A lot a lot has happened since since we have last spoke. Uh, the Rangers hired a new coach in Peter Laviolette, which has the Rangers community all up in uproar when I say to them, these are the same people that wore Gerard Galan out. So, you happy now? Hate them all. Um, a lot of NFL news, which we'll get to in a minute. And we have a little something, something coming with the U.S. Open this weekend. Father's Day this weekend as well. Everyone go get go get your, your gifts for your fathers. Say happy Father's Day because they are, they are equally responsible for bringing you into this world. Don't forget that. Even though we are all mamas, boys, and gals in our hearts. Uh, but... Before we get into a little a little U.S. Open, put our toes into the U.S. Open for all the golf people out there. We have to get into some news and notes before we get into the bold predictions as well. So let's just jump right in. News and notes time. Uh, Rashid Shahid from the New Orleans Saints. He is dealing with a groin injury. Not believed to be serious. Rashid Shahid is one of my favorite sleepers uh, this year. He is Basically free right now. He is someone to keep an eye on. Chris Godwin said that he wants the offense to play physical and efficient, regardless of who the starting quarterback is for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jake, does that make you chuckle a little bit? Yeah, he's in a, he's in an inopportune situation, man. He really is. Yes, he is. Yes, I think this will be the first year in a long time I haven't rostered Chris Godwin. I think I've had him on my team for the last like five years. And I feel the same way Somewhere. with Mike Evans. I feel the same way with Mike Evans. And I think I've had Mike Evans every year for like the last six or seven years. And this is like a, the first year where I actively don't try and get Mike Evans. But what's going to end up happening? Mike Evans is going to fall to a spot where I'm just going to look at him and be like, all right, I'll take him. Sure. Yeah. yeah it could happen again, honestly. But I, yeah, I don't know. It definitely could. It definitely could. Because it is an undesirable situation to want to be in. And Chris Godwin could could definitely fall. Uh, Odell Beckham is fully cleared, according to Ravens head coach John Harbaugh. He is working on ramping up and getting to game speed. Of course, signed a one-year deal with the Ravens uh, during the offseason. Rashad Bateman will be sidelined for a couple of days. He received a cortisone shot. Of course, he is coming back from the Liz Frank injury that he suffered at the end of last season. Uh Jake, I don't know if I've asked you this before. Maybe I have. Maybe I haven't. If I have, then forgive me. But for all the new listeners out there, uh, rank the Baltimore receivers in the order that you would want them in full point PPR between Odell Beckham Jr., Rashad Bateman, and the rookie Zay Flowers. Um, just going off of really more so price, I would probably find myself taking Flowers uh, first, then Beckham, then Bateman. Not interested in Bateman. I think that was a big indictment on them bringing in two new receivers on Rashad Bateman. So I'm a little loud on him. So Zay Flowers is very interesting though. Yes. Yes, I definitely think so. And and are we, are we in agreement that Zay Flowers is kind of like one ahead of Beckham and Bateman by a significant amount in terms of the, I guess the interest on meter. Yeah. 
I, I, I would say so. I, I, I don't see myself rostering Beckham or Bateman this year, but who knows? Guys could always fall. Yep. Crazier things have but happened. I could see Flowers, though. Definitely more likely. I'll have Flowers somewhere. I already have him in a dynasty league. Oh, you're lucky, lucky boy. Uh, oh, and by the way, I did forget to tell you that I, I am potentially joining another dynasty league, and I am very, very, very excited. Startup. Yeah, I want to do. I want to do another startup, uh, but it's got to be the right situation. I would want it to be a, a dynasty superflex too. Um, tough to really find. Th- those uh, are very tough to find. Those are very tough to find. But if you want, if you want, if you wanted it in, on this on this league, I could I could pull some strings for you. Well, I guess we'll have to talk. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have to have a nice little conversation. Uh, the first of a series of notes about the mandatory mini camps, and oh, we'll have one coming very, very shortly. Uh, but Saquon Barkley was absent from the start of Giants mandatory mini camp. Not a huge surprise, given the state of his contract situation. Of course, the Giants and Saquon Barkley are essentially nowhere in the negotiations for a new contract. Saquon Barkley, of course, was franchise tagged by the Giants in the offseason. DeAndre Hopkins. Let's talk about Mr. Hopkins. He is visiting the Patriots on Wednesday and Thursday after visiting with the Tennessee Titans. Jake, I've heard some things about DeAndre Hopkins with the Patriots. The Patriots are really trying to make sure he doesn't leave the building. DeAndre Hopkins wants to go and take other visits before he makes another decision. DeAndre Hopkins is looking for north of what Odell Beckham got, which is one year, $18 million. So you have to assume Hopkins is somewhere in the range of $20 million for a year or two, depending on what he may get. The Patriots and Titans, it's just two very meh spots for him. If that's that's where he's going to end up. I think he's just really using both of them uh, just to get more money and just kind of set a price for himself, say, Let's let's say just for hypotheticals, Kansas City's offering him fourteen, and these teams are offering him twenty-one. Maybe they can find a middle ground there at like eighteen, seventeen. I don't know. Possible. It's possible. I mean, I would love I would love Kansas City more than I would love I would love New England. But is it possible? And this this is just me spitballing. Is it possible that? In New England, even though they gave Juju the money that they gave him, that Mac Jones would rely on Hopkins more than Mahomes would rely yeah. on on Hopkins. And I know that the Chiefs is a much better offense, that is a much yeah. better situation. I get that, but Hopkins I think you'd walk. He would walk into New England as the number one option in what is very a very underwhelming offense. Would he be the number one option in Kansas City? I don't no, think he it would be. It would Same be thing Travis with Buffalo. Kelsey, uh, but. I don't know. Hopkins is kind of one of those guys, too. While we say we might be out, it just really depends on the current ADP. I don't think he'll be completely useless in fantasy. I don't think he'll mm-hmm. really screw anybody over that bad. I mean, we saw him still put up numbers with Colt McCoy playing quarterback last year for for the Arizona Cardinals. It was really once Correct. McSorley took over and Hopkins is like, yeah, uh, I'm not really feeling this. So uh, that's understandable. I mean, Trace McSorley is is not one of the 60 best quarterbacks in the NFL, <laughs> no, uh, in my no, opinion. So not. uh yeah, I guess honestly, if I had to pick one of those, I would probably say New England is a little bit more exciting than Tennessee, just because it's like eh, then there's Traylon Burks, you know, you know what I'm saying. I can just see Tennessee being a total disaster this year because you have to think Will Levis is going to take over eventually for Ryan Tannehill. I At would some think. point during the year, yeah. Rookie quarterback, 
Mike Vrabel, it, it, it's a little uninspiring. Whereas with the Patriots, he's played in Bill O'Brien's offense before. I don't, I guess they really mended the fence. That must have been some interesting visit. But oh yeah, um, yeah. And Mac Jones, we'll see. I mean, I don't see the Patriots paying that type of money for someone not to use them. And it's funny because the 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 book on Hopkins was there was a report that came out this week how Hopkins didn't like practicing with the Cardinals and that kind of rubbed some people the wrong way. I don't know how that goes over with Bill Belichick and the way they do things in New England. So it I don't see him. I just can't see him going there unless it is stupid money. Right. Right. Let's stick with the Patriots. James Robinson was waived by the Patriots. He had signed a two-year deal uh, during free agency. Now he is being waived before training camp begins. Uh Nothing really of note on James Robinson. I mean, he tore his Achilles and hasn't really come back to being himself. But more on Ramondre Stevenson. Jake, does this give you more confidence in Ramondre Stevenson, knowing that now it's looking like it's just Pierre Strong? And who's the other one that's the, that's Harris, uh, Kevin Harris, I think Kevin Harris. Yes. Yes. That's the, and that's they also, the they might have like Kevin. Time on, I was like, what, what's yeah, his, they, what they, the hell's his last name? Kevin I'm not Harris. not sure if Ty Montgomery is still kicking around there, but. I could I, I actually liked Pierre Strong coming out of the draft. So I you can maybe see him. Yeah, I do. I, I actually liked him a lot. It was just a little bit of an unfortunate fit going to New England. So I, it doesn't really move the needle for me that much with uh Stevenson because I, like James Robinson isn't very good. I mean, he didn't even get to put the jersey on for the Jets for the second half of the season last year, and they were right hurting at running back. So uh, really no news there. It's a shame what happened to James Robinson, though. He was looking like he was going to have a real promising career before that Achilles injury. It goes to show that that is a tough injury. And it, if you come back from that, you you really are like a, a unicorn type of person. Yeah, for sure. Uh, A.J. Dillon is aiming to, and I quote, play free and earn a new contract in Green Bay at a contract year. A.J. Dillon, Jake, you know what we say, playing for his cash is A.J. Dillon appealing. I, I like him more than Aaron Jones. I, I could see myself having Dylan more than Jones. And I think Jones, this will be it for him at green Bay this year. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested in AJ Dillon. There's, there's always a prize though, but uh, he's on the radar. Right now, AJ Dillon in my redraft ranks, I have him at 96th overall. Jake, would you take him higher or lower than that? I would, find myself taking him a little bit higher than that actually i think 96th overall is very very good value right there for a guy that could definitely see his way into the top 75 agreed agreed uh sterling shepherd he is a little bit ahead of schedule on his return from an acl injury jake any interest in sterling shepherd no <laughs> no J.K. Dobbins was not spotted at ravens practice it feels like i'm doing a weekly mailbag talking about who was and wasn't at practice but J.K. Dobbins, day-to-day for the Baltimore Ravens. J.K. Dobbins, one of my favorites. I actually moved J.K. Dobbins up today. He is now my 31st overall player. I know Jake might gasp and holler at that, but I'm I'm all over J.K. Dobbins. Just I can't justify a Ravens running back, that especially that high. I mean, Ravens running backs, Bills running backs. Who would you who would you rather have? Just because I I had this debate today when I was setting up when I was you know playing with the ranks a little bit. Would you rather have Alexander Madison or J.K. Dobbins? 
Madison. Oh, okay. All right. Wow, that was convincing. I All like right. Madison a lot. So, Najee Harris or J.K. Dobbins? We we haven't really talked a lot about Najee. I feel like. No, I don't like him, but I would rather have Najee. Okay, I do have Najee ahead of uh, ahead of J.K. Dobbins. And then, uh, how about this one, J.K. Dobbins or Aaron Jones? That's that's close for me. I'll go Dobbins, but okay. Not and really then what about what about uh, J.K. Dobbins or Miles Sanders? Sanders, Sanders. Ooh, wow. Okay. And Dobbins or our our good friend Cam Akers. Akers. Okay. Okay. Interesting. All right. So he's probably in like your forty range then. J.K. Dobbins, like a ten spot difference between uh, between between you and I. And of course, when when Jake gets his top one hundred together as we get close closer to drafts, we'll. Uh, We'll definitely be able to compare and contrast notes. Can't wait for yeah. that. Yes, August 1st is uh, those going into production. I can't wait. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Uh, Michael Thomas was doing some on-side work at practice. Yeah. Great. Yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, that's that's, that's you know, what we're looking for. He's progressing, yeah, in yeah. air quotes, progressing, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, yeah, don't draft Michael Thomas. Don't waste your time. Um, Mac Jones did not work with the ones as much as expected on Tuesday at minicamp with the Patriots. It was Bailey Zappi got to work with the ones on Tuesday after Mac Jones worked with the ones on Monday. I, yeah, Jake, it could any... be an open competition. I think it could be. I honestly, and, and I think what, it could and, be. And that's what DeAndre Hopkins wants at age 30. <laughs> Agreed. Number one. Number two. I don't know why Mac Jones should just be given the starting job. What has he done to really prove himself or make himself look good as a legit proven NFL starter? He hasn't done anything. Yeah, he had a promising rookie year. Then last year it was just very weird. Um, but I don't really think Zappy's any good, to be honest with you. So it's a little I, I, strange. I don't think either one of them are. To be yeah, fair. I think Jones is better. I would rather have Jones as my quarterback though than than Zappy. I mean, if Jones, yes. everything the thing with Jones is everything's got to be perfect, right? It, you got to have you got to be able to protect him. You got to have a sh- above average running game. You got to have receivers that can get open and you know can can make things happen after the catch. If one of those things isn't working, he's not. He's he's a average quarterback at the absolute best. So it, it's he's one of those. Yep, I completely agree. Uh, Alvin Kamara was at Saints minicamp on Tuesday. His next court date for the uh, assault charges that stemmed before last year's Pro Bowl. Those will, that will happen before training camp. Obviously, something to monitor as to whether or not Kamara gets a suspension. I am ranking him as such that I believe Alvin Kamara is going to get some sort of suspension. I have him at 81st overall right now in my full PPR ranks. Some New York Jets news. The Jets have agreed on a one-year deal with safety Adrian Amos, formerly of the Green Bay Packers. I'm just going to toss this one over to my New York Jets colleague here. Uh, Jake texted me this one, and he was over the moon with it. I think it's a great signing for the New York Jets. Yeah, they needed a safety in the worst way. I mean, that back end, they they, kind of had like two safeties that were hybrid linebackers, pretty much that could just play around the line of scrimmage. They had really nobody that can play deep center field or – do anything above average in coverage. And Amos didn't come off the field for the Packers for the last like two years. So 
Uh, I definitely like the move there. I mean, I get it. People could say, oh, it's the New York Packers and and poke fun. I mean, hey, the, the guy's jet signed from the Packers outside of Randall Cobb, which is a whole nother hey, story. Hey, 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 hey. That is a great guy. That <laughs> yeah. is a legend. Outside of the guys in Randall Cobb, uh, those guys are going to help the Jets this year. Like Lazard is – I actually like Alan Lazard uh, a little bit this year at the price. So I could see myself finding my way to Lazard later in drafts. Uh, we all know in the red zone, Lazard is the go-to guy for the most part for Rodgers over the last year or two, really year and a half. Um, that's when he kind of bursted onto the scene for the Packers. But, I mean, Billy Turner is probably going to be their right tackle. What it what I don't understand what what, what all, where all the hate comes from with these uh these former Packers and yeah I bring them on Mercedes Lewis I'm sure is probably somewhere <laughs> he's probably he's probably going to get a C on his jersey in no time because Aaron Rodgers is going to pick all the captains be Aaron Rodgers Randall Cobb Mercedes Lewis and then Adrian Amos get yeah. get all the captains all the captains patches yeah, I'm not I would not be uh, shocked. At that. Maybe they decide to bring Clay Matthews out of retirement. He can get a C as well. Clay Matthews, yeah. That's another guy the Packers the Packers just hey, did horribly with, with their players. <laughs> it may, maybe they bring back B.J. Raji as well. Never know. I'm sure Jordy Nelson can get off the ranch and, and give the Jets 50 <laughs> catches. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he can. Uh, Austin Eckler was at mandatory minicamp for the Chargers on Tuesday. Good news. For for anybody that has some level of interest in Austin Eckler, of course, there were some trade rumors with Austin Eckler uh, within the last month, but Austin Eckler is at camp with the Chargers. Some kicker news, because we love kickers here on this podcast. Anders Carlson is absolutely booming at Packers minicamp. If the name sounds familiar, well... It should, because he is the brother of Daniel Carlson, the kicker for the Las Vegas Raiders. Listen, if his name, if his name is Carlson, odds are I'm going to have some level of interest in yeah. him advancing. And, and, and you know if Greg Zerline is looking shaky in training camp, Mason Crosby is uh, just a phone call away. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you know Mason Crosby will get that C. A yeah. thousand percent. He's a phone call away. He is right there. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. Oh, hey, Aaron. Um, uh, let's see. Anything else that we have to talk about? Uh, Cooper Cup was doing off the field work at mini camp for the Los Angeles Rams. So good news there as he looks to work his way back from the ankle injury that he suffered that ended his year last year. Uh, Darno Mooney looks like he's going to be ready to go for training camp. He also is recovering from a season-ending ankle injury from last year. Jake, stop me if you've heard this one before. Hollywood Brown is dealing with more foot injuries. Have you heard of this one before? Yeah, f- forget Hollywood Brown. I forgot he was even a person. <laughs> uh, Dalvin Cook, he is in no rush to sign with a new team. He wants to go to a place where he feels valued cough cough hint hint the miami dolphins adam Thielen said that the panthers rookies is the best group of rookies he has ever seen a group that includes bryce young and my good buddy jonathan mingo who signed his rookie contract today as well thank god get the man paid and now let's talk about it Stefan Diggs did not report 
to the first day of mandatory minicamp with the Buffalo Bills. He was in the building. He was there. He met with Bill's brass. And then he left. <laughs> and he was the only Bill that was not on the field for practice. It's, it's, it's that Madden curse already kicking in. <laughs> it just might be. I mean, I think it's a very fixable situation. I know Jake, Jake says this all the time. Analyzing issues and deeming whether they are fixable or not. This one's definitely uh, some layers to it. I mean... It is a deep issue, but is yeah. it fixable? Yes. It's just very weird to me how this – how does this conversation not happen when the season is over, right? Where they just go – I feel like there's definitely some details that need to be uncovered here from, from this whole situation because you don't have a single conversation. It did come out today that uh, that Diggs and Josh Allen haven't really spoken this offseason. I, I, I don't know where I read that, but I thought I heard that somewhere. Me. So – Me. Oh, would you? I I saw it somewhere too. Somebody, yeah. yeah, So, and Josh Allen said that they're working through some things right now. Very weird, and how all this time goes by, nothing happened. And what exactly is Diggs upset about? I that's what I would love to know as well. Not getting enough targets or something like I. I mean, I mean, very weird. So this is the quote that Josh Allen said. He said the team has to do a better job of incorporating him into the offense. Jake, do you want to take a but guess? How much more though? Were you going to court? What did the guy have last year? Like ninety catches. He had a hundred and fifty-four targets last year. Yeah, th- that's what I'm saying. Like, how do you need to incorporate a guy like that more into your offense? Like, On I think you need to catches. By the way, it's what I'm saying. Like, I think you need to do a better job of spreading the ball around better <laughs> to other targets if you really want the offense. Maybe a running game w- would help the Bills in the freezing cold temperatures in the playoffs, and that's why they've been coming up short so it, very strange I, I think this is just Diggs wanting to play with his brother in Dallas uh, it, it, it kind of stinks like that and is correct just like is Julio Jones the only star receiver that didn't turn into a total diva especially at the at the not I don't want Diggs isn't at the end of his career but when, once these guys reach like 28 29 they just turn into massive divas they always got like something they need to go to a different team they 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 need the ball more. Is Joe uh, is Julio the only one that like didn't make a total scene on the way out when, of whatever team he was with? Ooh, okay. So Devonte Adams did. Yeah, but that was another one though. Like yeah, okay, yeah. But then he's I, pushing guys though. He's pushing the camera guy, and I love. I have Adams. one. I have one. Andre Larry Johnson. Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald. Okay, Larry Fitzgerald. Constant professional. And Andre Johnson too. But that's back yeah. in the day, though. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald's been gone. What now? Like five years. Uh, I have a current one. I have a current one that is a star receiver. Quietly does his business. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Yeah, but that's a great situation, though. It's yeah. a great oh, situation it's, it's a in Buffalo situation. too. It's. I mean, you're you're hanging out in sunshine, sunshine and rainbows, and but but Allen though. To, with with all due respect and love to Keenan Allen, he's great. Diggs is is definitely a tier above him. I'm talking sure. like top five guys in the league. Like Keenan Allen was never really that. Um, okay, like the so, way, like, so then you're talking about the likes of, um, uh, well, like it's tough because like the the top guys are all locked into their teams. I'm trying to think of guys that maybe change teams or were in sticky situations. It's the, like and, Mike Evans is getting into fights every single year with the Bucks. Is you know what I'm saying? Like. 
Oh, he's just getting into fights with Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah. I don't like, know. Like, like, just death taxes. Like death Michael taxes, Thomas just Mike turned Evans into a massive a diva, too. Lattimore. I mean, Michael Thomas is, is the poster <laughs> child for that, it feels like. <laughs> so, I mean, th- this is just the trend with these receivers, man. I don't know what it is, but it, it to me, it just reeks of just Diggs wanting a, a, to go to somewhere else. Probably to play with his brother. Um, where did Diggs go to college? Maryland. Like, Maryland. I would be shocked if he wanted to play with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I, I think this is definitely fixable to where I'm not going to say the Bills are trading Diggs before the season starts, but could this be Diggs' last year in Buffalo? <laughs> I, I don't think that's unplausible. I, I don't because I believe, isn't his contract like relatively almost up? If I'm one if year I'm, left. This is it. He's a free agent after this year? I Or maybe it's another so. year. And you I know he's not going to play next year and on the final year of his contract. He'll get an extension. So, Stefan Diggs. Oh, that's right. He did sign that extension. I completely forgot about that. Completely forgot about that. So, but I just want to know what he wants. Like, what is his problem that correct. we don't think that I, I can't really say if it's fixable or not if I don't know the problem. What's his problem? Like, I honest, honestly, I don't know. And it was weird. I, it was a weird ending to last year after the playoff game. That's when everything seemed to just boil over, but that's yes. not. What happened at the end of the playoff game where Stefan Diggs was just not looked at? Frustration, I got it. I completely understand. But everything that happened after that, including, you know, the outburst on the sideline where he went up to Josh Allen and was like, you know, what the fuck? I'm right there, whatever. That's not something that just happens after you're not getting targeted on one drive when you lose in a playoff game. No. That's something that was just building and building and building and building. And that and that is what just blew the roof off of everything. It does feel like after the that Jets loss, the Bills were never the same. Right? Or right, they fumbled the ball the next week in Minnesota. Yeah. It was just something you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that Jets game really was the beginning of the end for the Bills. They were looking like the best team in the league at one point last year. Where we said, hey, it's going to be Buffalo and who? I mean, nobody's touching Buffalo this year, right? right. They beat Kansas City. They, Yeah, so I don't know, man. I think we need to hear more, but I'm telling you, I, I would not be shocked to see Diggs request a trade at the end of this season. And so, I can see the Cowboys at the front of the line. I was partially right. He's got two years left, but the two years left – this year and next year, there's an opt-out at the end of next year. Yeah. So I knew I knew there was an opt-out in there somewhere. I just didn't know where. If he opts in, then he's in Buffalo until his age 34. But, but as long as he's in Buffalo, though, he's got to be a locked and loaded top 15 fantasy pick. I mean, he has to be, right? Yeah. So I'm, look, what, I'm, looking at I, his, I'm looking at his salary, too, just for what it's worth. 18 million, 19 million, 14, 14 million, 18 and a half million. Grossly underpaid. Gross, I mean, Odell got 18 this year after not playing last year. So that's true. That's true. All right. We're done with those notes. Very quickly before we get into uh, the bold predictions, Jake, who do you think is going to win the U.S. Open this weekend at LA Country Club, my neck of the woods? Who do you think is going to win? 
And then who do you think is a dark horse to win that no one is talking about? All right, so I think Brooks Kepka is going to win. Ooh, back-to-back majors, huh? Kepka's Kepka's going to win the PGA and the U.S. Open. Okay, all right. So I'm I'm going to Kepka's in the zone. When Kepka's on on a roll like this, you kind of have to ride the hot hand. I mean, Kepka's one of those golfers. So I'm going to take Brooks Kepka. Okay, nice dark horse pick for me. I kind of have two, but there's one I like a little bit more. Uh. The one who I don't like as much, but I like as a dark horse, is Jordan Spieth. I like it. And then how about Bryson D. Cambodia or whatever the fuck? I don't Bryson know I'm saying D. Shambo? D. Shambo. D. Cambodia. No, I, li- I like D. Cambodia much better. <laughs> Bryson D. Shambo. Cambo. Shambo. I knew I was saying something wrong. I don't know. I was just reading Bryson some things. D. Cambodia. I love that. Yeah, you know, whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> no, I'm using that for the rest of the time. <laughs> Bryce is D Cambodia. I Man, love it's it. Been a, it's been a long day. But yeah, how about I'm him? Gonna, I might use that one for uh, we got a Beverly Hills question on the mailbag. Who's the star that I'm thinking of? Bryce D Cambodia. Is that actually a real guy? No, that's not a, that's not a real oh, guy. I was going to say, I'm like, I don't, th- I don't think he, somebody. Bryce Bryce D Cambodia might be up there now with Emilio Estevez. Great guy. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, how about it? So my pick to win the Open. Scotty Scheffler right now is the odds-on favorite. He's at plus seven hundred. Obviously, that might be worth a little sprinkle for all the all the go the gamblers out there. Might be worth it. Put some money in for dad as well. That could be a nice little Father's Day gift. Dad, here's a hundred. Here's a hundred bucks. You know, let's build a by, build a nice little parlay. Fathers and sons who parlay together, they stay together. You know what they say. Scotty Scheffler plus seven hundred might be worth a little sprinkle there. But the picks that I'm that I'm looking at, there are two guys. That I'm really, really liking. Xander Shoffley at plus 1800. I'm really liking. And a top five for Xander Shoffley right now for, for what it's worth as well. That's at a plus 1500 for a top five. That's worth a sprinkle. But then the one that I'm absolutely looking at. The hometown kid going back to the state of California where he grew up and winning the U.S. Open is, would be his first major at L.A. Country Club. All right, yeah. Max Homa at yeah, plus 2,800. Yeah. You don't like Spieth at all? I'm not a Jordan Spieth guy. I have never been a Jordan Spieth guy. Yeah. Even though he's a Cowboys fan, I'm not a Jordan Spieth guy. And DeChambeau, no? Um, I, I Listen, I think anybody who could bomb it on a U.S. on a U.S. Open course – you know, that's worth it. But the problem is, is that he better bomb it and it be in the fairway. Cause when you, when you have rough, that is literally six yep. inches thick, you know, that that's, that's a I, rather it's just large hard for problem. me to bet against Kepka though. Right now, he's just playing very dominant golf and he, yeah, plus 1100. Just, that's what I'm saying. I do like the top five though, for Jordan Spieth. I think he's going to show up and play. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I would also, I, I would also maybe sprinkle in. Um, I don't know what the, what the odds are for, for it right now. Um, but a, Top five for Rory could also be worth sprinkling. Oh, I hate McElroy. But here's here's the thing with Rory. Rory puts together three great rounds. He's in not going to make the cut. I that's I, I don't think he's going to even make the cut. Ooh, listen, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be too upset. I wouldn't be too upset if he if he weren't uh, to make the cut. Yeah, honestly. I think John Rahm is just pretty taxed after the Masters. It's just kind of like, yeah, why not? Just, just going through the motions, but. 
I I'm taking Kepka, man. I think Kepka's yeah. going back to back. Listen, I would love it. I love it. I, I, I listen. I love. I love me some Brooks. I love me some Brooks. Uh, Xander Shoffley plus eighteen hundred. Max Homa plus twenty eight hundred. And if you want a, a longer long shot, Cam Young at plus five thousand as well. I like. Yeah. So those are those are some picks. All the sons out there, go gamble with your fathers. That's that's a great way to spend Father's Day. Just gambling and show, showing your dad the true degenerate side. You can't do that with your moms, but you can do that with your dads. So let's get right into it. That was a long-winded introduction. But here we go. Bold predictions for anybody that is new or anybody that forgot how we do this. This is a Jake-dominated bold prediction show. I will be doing one, and then Adam will be doing one. So we will all get our time in the spotlight. Jake has come up with a bold prediction each for the following. A quarterback bold prediction, running back, receiver, tight end, and then one overall encompassing bold prediction. It could be anything that he wants about any position that he wants. A wild card bold prediction. That will be at the end. So, Jake, your quarterback bold prediction, please, sir. All right. Quarterback bold prediction. How about Kenny Pickett finishes as a top 12 fantasy quarterback this year? I'm I'm buying buying the Kenny Pickett stock for year two. I think the Steelers are a team that develops quarterbacks. I think Pickett can run. I, I definitely see some rushing upside with him year two. Mike Tomlin, pick it, pick it to pick Pickens, Pickens to pick it. I think we'll be hearing that a lot this year. I'm that buying was into a the tongue st- twister. Holy shit! I know. I'm buying into Kenny Pickett this year. I think he's going to be very good. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I moved. I moved Kenny Pickett up in my ranks too. I moved him up to my QB twenty one. I moved him ahead of Kyler and ahead of Derek Carr. Uh, he's right behind Jordan Love for me right now. I'm I'm really buying into the Kenny Pickett hype train. I think that's definitely worth it. And we always talk about this too, where if you're if you're the kind of fantasy player that you're not gonna go big for the quarterbacks, you're not gonna be going for Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts or even or even an old blue eyes Joe Burrow, good friend of the podcast. And you're gonna settle for taking one from the likes of Dak, Daniel Jones, uh, Tua, Aaron Rodgers. I love pairing one of those guys with a young quarterback with significant upside. And I agree with Jake. I think Kenny Pickett brings a lot of that to the table. Top twelve, though, that would be a that would be a a a seismic seismic jump. And I don't want to steal your thunder just in case your bold prediction is about him. But I know we were talking off air. You're a big George Pickens guy, and you expect a big yeah. jump in year two from George Pickens. Yeah, I think the Steelers are going to be a lot better than people think. Um, I know a lot of people are buying into the Ravens right now with with the added receivers, and I know that the Bengals are the Bengals, and a lot of people think Deshaun Watson is going to have a nice rebound season. I, th- I think the Steelers are being very undervalued here. Uh, this is a guy, Kenny Pickett, who was playing a lot better in the second half of last year, was really getting his feet wet. Com- camaraderie and just the overall, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, where everything's Vibe, the same. Chemistry, here. connection. 
Exactly. It's all the same. Same offensive coordinator. Pretty much the same targets as well for, for Kenny Pickett. So the status quo. Status, status quo. quo. And I think that's exactly what he needed to take this next leap in his. I mean, Chase Claypool's gone. You're going to have more opportunities for George Pickens. The, the playing time path is much clearer. And you have uh, Deontay Johnson, who's still there. I think Deontay Johnson w- won't be the Steelers' number one receiver, but I think he'll have a much better season this year than last year. So uh, I, I'm taking, I'm buying the Kenny Pickett stock. I know you just mentioned Tua, Rogers, um, Daniel Jones. There's another guy in there too that uh, Tua? that I. Who? Tua? I think I just I said Tua, but I mean outside of Rogers, oh Dak it was. So outside Dak. of Rogers and Dak, um, I, I would take Kenny Pickett over Tua and Daniel Jones. I would. I would much rather have Kenny Pickett. I, I especially Jones more so. I'm yeah. I'm really big into Pickett. I mean, I liked him a lot coming out of the draft. I thought he was definitely the most pro ready. And this is kind of the year two is kind of where we start to learn about guys, right? Where mm-hmm. we know if they're it or not. And I think Kenny Pickett's it. So I think he's going to take a very seismic leap this year and, and be that Steelers guy. So, um, yeah, can can he pick it? And and the rushing upside will be sneaky with him too. He's a, he's a sneaky good athlete, especially on the goal line. I think they need to use his legs more. So I have Kenny Pickett right now in my overalls. I actually have him a lot higher than than I thought I would have. I have him at one hundred and fifty first overall, fifteenth round pick. Why not? Why not? I th- I love Kenny Pickett there, and I think I think for all the superflex players uh, as well, he's a fantastic third quarterback. I mean, yeah, I think it's a fantastic second quarter. I really think he is sure. going to be he's going to be that guy week two where everyone's like Kenny Pickett priority ad. Go get him. And who do they play week one? Out of uh, curiosity, just because I I am uh, I am curious and I'm already looking ahead to uh, to week one because yes I am. I am a maniac. Uh, the Steelers week one. Ooh, ooh. They play the 49ers at home. Ooh. At home. Okay. Who do they play week two? Uh, the Steelers week two, they play. They play the Browns on Monday Night Football at home. That's that's fine. That's that's a fine matchup. Yep. Yep. I, the, the, oh, the, oh, but then week three, they play the Raiders in Las Vegas. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's nice. That's nice. That's that that's that's nice. That's very nice. That's very, very nice. So bold prediction number one, Kenny Pickett will finish as a top 12 quarterback, according to Jake Simone. Uh running backs, what do you got? It's bold. I, I think I Nick like Chubb, bold. I think Nick Chubb will finish as the running back one for 2023. It's bold, but I I, I really love Chubb this year. No Kareem Hunt to take touches away. I'm not the biggest uh, Demetric Felton guy mm-hmm. in Cleveland. I don't even know Dearness Johnson is in Jacksonville this year. Yes, he where, is. Where is the threat for touches out of that Browns backfield for Nick Chubb this year, particularly in the passing game? I mean, this is a guy who, in his sleep, is one of the 10 best running backs in fantasy, and that's with Kareem Hunt, who we know is a very efficient runner. Maybe not so much last year, but it was a weird year for the Browns last year overall. Chubb free reigns. And we remember, I don't know if you want to rewind to Chubb's second season before Kareem Hunt came back from suspension. He was like the fan. He was like the RB three for most of the season was killing it. So with the better offense, better pass catchers around him, Deshaun Watson, I am very in on Nick Chubb. I think he's going to be a lot of what Josh Jacobs was 
last year for fantasy managers. So, and, and with more pass catching upside, because we saw the Raiders, they played like Amir Abdullah on third downs and all those other characters and Brandon Bolden, like, why not? Right. Yeah. Uh, this is, this is going to be the Chubb show. And I think Chubb is also playing for another contract too, if I'm not mistaken, I think he is due for another deal. Um, I am, I love Chubb. I've always been a very big fan of the way he runs. I think he's always been so underrated. So I'm, I'm buying heavily into Nick Chubb this year. He is a great first round fantasy pick for, for a manager this year. I think he's going to be the RB one. I think McCaffrey will, will go back to some injuries here and there. I think Derek Henry's a little bit older. I think Saquon's going to sit out during training camp. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, I think we'll have a nice bounce back season. I, 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 I do. I'm, I'm definitely interested in Taylor. Uh, I, I don't think there's a reason to run away from him this year. I think last year it was just a very, I mean, Jeff Saturday was coaching the Colts last year. Yep. That's so true. I, I am, I'm very in on Chubb, man. I'm going big or going home. I think he, he could be the fantasy wide receiver, uh, running back one, but definitely a top five guy for me, uh, going into the season. So if we're looking at Nick Chubb's 2019 season, he had 334 touches, 1700 yards total so rushing and receiving with eight touchdowns and if you believe in um coincidences or just crazy little stats i got you every year of nick chubb's career he has either had eight touchdowns or 12 touchdowns eight eight twelve eight twelve so if you believe in that, he's either going to be an eight touchdown guy or he's going to be a 12 touchdown guy. But the usage, even last year, 302 carries, most of his career eclipsed that 2019 season when he was absolutely terrific, averaged over five yards a carry every year of his career as well. I mean, listen, I love Nick Chubb. I love, I love, 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 love Nick Chubb. Um, I can't say that I agree with you on this one because there is a bold prediction that I have where I have someone else finishing as the RB1. I can't say who. It's until bold. I, until I, mean, I it's give bold. mine. It's very bold, of course. And again, I, I should have prefaced, uh, prefaced this at the start, so I'll do it now. These are not predictions that we think are going to happen. These are predictions that we think have a possible chance of happening, and if they don't happen, you can't kill us. But we are taking context clues that we – are assembling and analyzing and we are putting them out there into the universe and saying this could happen based on this x could happen based on y and so on and so on and so on that is what bold predictions are so i, I don't i don't want to hear i don't want to hear anybody from uh let, let from let's see spokane washington you know going into the mailbag at the at the end of the season and saying oh but jake said nick chubb was going to finish as the rb1 Jake's not saying that he thinks Nick Chubb is going to finish as the RB1. He thinks it's a remote possibility. But if he doesn't finish as the RB1, you can't nail Jake to, to the cross or anything about it. Now, if we when, when we do rankings disputes and stuff like that, Jake has Nick Chubb as like the RB3, then Jake and I can have a nice little back and forth on it. I hate to change gears here. I just remembered something about Kenny Pickett. They no, brought in Allen. They brought in Allen Robinson this offseason, if you want to take that for what it is. I mean, you know, hey, whatever helps. Allen Robinson, old, fr old friend of the podcast. We love we love you, Allen Robinson. Um, I have Nick Chubb right now with my, my RB10 in full. I really want to move him up, 
But who am I moving him up over? Like I have I have him over Mixon. I have him over ETN. But I have him below Tony Pollard. I have him below Brees Hall. I have him below Josh Jacobs. I don't know if I can move him above Pollard. I think Pollard's going to have more catches than Chubb is. And that 2019 season, for what it's worth as well, Nick Chubb had 36 catches. I don't really see Chubb being a 40-catch guy, but can he be close to that 36 number? Yeah, definitely. I, definitely I, I think he's going to have a career high in catches this year. I think this and is if, a if big, does, big year great. for Chubb. Yeah, no, this is going to be a very, very big year for Nick Chubb. Well, who would you rank? who would you rank higher, Pollard or Chubb? I would rather have Chubb for the floor. I really would. I don't. I don't. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I, I listen. I you're not going to hear me uh, talking any slander, but uh, uh, Mr. Chubb, be very curious to see where you have him in your uh, your RB ranks. Wide receiver, bold prediction. What do you got? All right, I could have went a whole different bunch of ways with this. Sure. There was one that I've been talking about on this podcast for like the last like two months. Um. <laughs> I am just going to come out and say it and take cover. Okay. I think Debo Samuel will be droppable when we hit December. Okay, so can I can I say something to you? I have, I have two things I want to say. One, I thought you were going to go in a totally opposite direction. Number two, I on my list... I have like three of them, three of each, just just in case, because I'm prepared. Debo Samuel will be droppable by week seven. Yeah. That's one of my bold predictions. I think he's going to be droppable by the time we hit December 1st. Sorry. You're not going to hear me complain. I, this sucks because I really want to disagree with you about something, but like that's... That's what that you and I are like united on. We're united on that on that Debo Samuel front that he's just not good and he hasn't been good. It's very strange. It, it was in when he was good, it was in the most unorthodox way of being good. Yes. Yes. It, he was he was good because they were devoid of any other options. So they had to get the fastest, shiftiest, shiftiest guy in the field, the ball. And they did that quite effectively. Yeah, but now they got this guy, Christian McCaffrey, who's pretty damn good. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. They had that guy, Christian McCaffrey, who is never going to come off the field. And sure, if they want to give Debo Samuel some plays in the backfield, okay, fine. But he's also said that he does not want to be there. Yeah. Very, the thing I, he I got him so, paid, he doesn't want to do. I, I have just, I am just so out on him, it's not even funny. Like, I, I don't even no think there's part. a price where I would take him. I want no part. I want no no part. part. I have him. I have him right now as my wide receiver 21. And, and like, that I think is being super I, generous. I think that's generous. I think it's being very, very, very generous. It's like, and honest, honestly, too. Do we know who the quarterback is going to be? I mean, of course, you know, if Brock Purdy's healthy, Brock Purdy's going to be the guy. But will he be ready to go week one? And if he's not, when will he be ready to go? And, you know, what's Sam Darnold going to look like? What would Trey Lance look like? It's just... And you have to remember, though, Kittle is still 
going to get his when he's available. He'll still mm-hmm. be involved, even though he might be blocking uh, with him. And and honestly, Brandon Ayuk, our good buddy, had a nice little year last year. Good buddy. Our good buddy. Rob, rank the 49ers pass catchers that you think are most desirable. Debo, Ayuk, Kittle. I remember, I'm a big price guy, too, when it comes yeah. to this type of thing. I really think Ayuk it would be the one that I would find myself rostering out of all of them. So I would go I, I would go Ayuk, Kittle, and Debo. Honestly. That's how I have it based on uh overalls in my ranks. I have Ayuk at 73, I have Kittle at 64, I have Debo at 54. 54? No thanks. No, no thank you. Right, but it's like uh, who would I like? I have him in the group of Pittman, Drake London, Chris Godwin, Terry McLaurin. I would rather have McLaurin than, than Debo. Interesting. I don't know if I'm there yet. But then I have like I have Christian Watson below. I would Pittman. rather have Christian Watson over over Debo. I, I think I'd rank that as such. I think I would rather have Pittman too. I have a feeling Gardner Minshew will be the starting quarterback for the Colts at, at, at on week one. What do you think? Sure. Pitt, Minshew, Minshew was a little interesting with Pittman early I on. I mean, I don't I don't hate that. Especially if they don't think it. Anthony Richardson is ready. Why he's not. He he's not. I don't think he is. So I mean, why are you why are you going out of your way to Put the kid that's not ready into a an undesirable situation. And Jake, I just want to let I just want to let you know I did just move Christian Watson ahead of Debo Samuel. Yeah, I would rather have Watson too. I just I just I what just, direction did you think I was going in? I thought you were going to be talking about Garrett Wilson. To be quite honest, I mean, but Wilson though I think is ranked pretty appropriately. What is he now? Like the the fan the wide receiver eleven in redraft. He is. He's my wide receiver nine. And in the ECR on Fantasy Pros, he is the wide receiver 10. It's it's just hard to say, like, how bold can we get here? Like, top seven? Is that really that bold? I mean, it's tough to really rank him over guys like Cup and Chase and uh, Devontae Adams and... Right, and uh, receiver is so Receiver deep. is deep. Like, Diggs, you know, with the Bills, I'm not going to put Wilson over him. Uh, and you know, like, sure, could he overtake like maybe an AJ Brown? Sh- fine, you know, I, I kind of think Garrett Wilson ahead of AJ Brown, right? Like a guy like that, like maybe a CD Lamb is, is another guy. Could could Garrett Wilson be a spot or two higher than him? Sure, I just uh, don't but- think. I just don't think like saying a guy that's being the wide receiver eleven right now as like a top seven guy is like all that bold. Because so here here's the one that we're on the Garrett Wilson subject, but I know Jake doesn't mind. I've been going back and forth on this one a whole lot. I, I just want to hear what you think. Garrett Wilson or Amon Ross St. Brown? That's that's a tough one. I keep going back and forth on it. I, I would really probably don't know. I would I would probably take Wilson because it's Aaron Rodgers' number one receiver. Sure. And it's just like the like, could you see the Lions completely imploding this year? Like, I think that always has to be a thing with the Lions. Like, I think Wilson will be fine with what as long as Rodgers is there. I think. I mean, we got to remember though. This this guy Garrett Wilson put up 1,100 yards last year with no quarterback. <laughs> like, right. 
And Jared right, Goff's pretty capable. You just sold me, Jake. I put I put Garrett Wilson above uh, Amon Ra. I, I would probably take Wilson. Just it's just more exciting for me. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and listen, I mean, I love Amon Ra. That's my son. I love him. Yeah, I would still both, that, not, and no both top twenty Amon picks. Ra. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Both top twenty picks, both comfortably in round two and. In ten and like Tyreek Hill, like I can't put Garrett Wilson over him. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh it's no, tough. no, 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 Tyreek, it's tough. Tyreek, for what it's worth, Tyreek is my uh, player eleven. Player yeah. eleven, wide receiver. Probably won't. I, I just won't take him. But I, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I hope I'm not going to be in a position where I have to take him. But no, will like I? Justin Jefferson, like, dude, the top six receivers in fantasy, like, you cannot possibly put Garrett Wilson over those guys without without seeing any football this year. You know? Agreed. Agreed. And, I, and honestly. I, he is in that CD, Amon Ra, AJ Brown group, not in that Diggs, Adams, Hill group. And then that they're below the cup. I think Adams and Diggs might be a tier of their own. And then the first tier might be Jefferson, Chase, Cup, cup. Hill. Yeah. And then Adams, Diggs is just a tier. Yep, and then themselves. you got like Garrett Wilson, CD, and Amara. Yeah, because I, I don't think you can AJ put, Brown. You can't put Adams and Diggs in that Wilson St. Brown no group. Adams is a little unexciting this year with, with Garoppolo, as much as it kills me. Hey, it does kill me. But I'm I mean, look, you. is are we sure? Uh, are we sure Adams is going to stay the whole season there? I'm not too sure. Who knows? Who knows? Honestly, I maybe mean, how? Well, I say this with benefit of hindsight, but. I don't know if he would have rather stayed one more year in Green Bay and, and and just came to the Jets this year. Right, or be locked into to a long-term deal in Green Bay and, yeah. and now be with Maybe Jordan Love. Maybe played on the tag last year in Green Bay and then... Right, get one more year with Aaron Rodgers and then, and then figure it out from there. If he wants out of Vegas, I know one team that's going to be at the front of the line. Ring, ring, I, ring. I know another that'd be, that would be at, at the front of the line for Mr. Adams and Mr. Dix. Ring, 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 Not ring, doubt. ring. I think, I think Adams would want to play for Rodgers again. Jerry's Jerry's millions, they do talk a little louder. I mean, hey, look at Johnson and Johnson, man. There, there's money. They just paid Aaron Rodgers literally like, hey, here's $100 million. That's true. That's true. They did. They did do that. All right, tight ends. I know, Jake, this, this was a tricky one for me just because the it, tight yeah. end position is just well, very like, meh. But... I, hope it's, I hope it's not too bold. Not too – I hope it's not lame for okay. this bold prediction show, but let me give you the order of tight ends. Before I get to my bold one. Okay. Kelsey. All right. Andrews. Kyle Pitts. Okay. I think this is the year. This is the year. Can I? So. Obviously, we, we both are Kyle Pitts admirers this year. Now, it's why, funny. Though. Why? It's- I have no idea. The, the first two years, we were like, no. No, the first two years, we were like, nope. Now, this year, we're like the, po- the post-hype sleeper. Because it has like, to happen yes. this year. It, it Right? It has to happen. We wisely pass on the stock the last two years. We buy stocks at their lowest price. Mm-hmm. And this is the lowest price that Kyle Pitts will be as long as he is really relevant in the fantasy community. Because if he tanks this year, he's done. <laughs> like, he's... We will, you know what I'm saying? Like he'll never amount to what he was supposed to be. This is really the last chance that he has. And we see Arthur Smith talking about positionless football and and this and that. And, and I think Heineke, if he does get the nod, 
would be fine uh, for for Kyle Pitts. I don't I don't think that that would be. I mean, Heineke supported Terry McLaurin. I mean, those those Commanders receivers had their weeks last year with with, with Taylor Heineke. It wasn't really the most exciting, but I think Pitts will still be in a position where he'll get his. So it's it's now or never. You'll see him in the slot. I, I, you gotta hope that they can finally learn how to use a guy they took number three overall two years ago. So I have Kyle Pitts at 56th overall in my ranks. The ADP for Kyle Pitts right now, he's going 67th overall. I love that. Love it. Absolutely love it. Bye, 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 bye. But you know what else I really like, you know, just for what it's worth? Dallas Goddard is going 71st overall. I don't really love Goddard, though, because it's like... Oh, I do. Not, I, I like it, both of them, to be fair. He's just not the most exciting to me. Like, there's A.J. Brown, and then there's Devonta Smith. I mean, DeAndre Swift now is going to be catching passes. Yeah. Is there really room for an offense that's really predicated around Jalen Hurts' as legs to have another guy really win you? I think I think Goddard's fine, but he's just not that exciting for me, as opposed to other guys. So, Sure, he's he's not Kyle Pitts exciting. No, he's not Kyle Pitts exciting. And honestly, I think Dalton Schultz is a little bit more exciting than him, too. Like a guy like that. Oh, for sure. Would excite me a lot more than, than Dallas Goddard. So like, is it is it crazy to say that Dalton Schultz is the number one option in Houston? No, I mean, like, I don't think it is because you have Nico Collins. No, you have no Robert Woods. You have John Metchie. I actually I actually think. Robert Woods could be a little sneaky this year. Oh, I hate it though. You hate it's it. Just yeah, like it's Adam just... Thielen vibes. No, but the, the thing is though, like I'm trying to think of like a guy. Like I don't want to say like Christian Kirk vibes, but like somebody has to catch the ball there. Like what well, receivers results. do they have? I mean, exactly. But I'm saying though, like receivers and. I don't know. Uh, so, but yeah, Schultz is exciting. Uh, more so than than uh Goddard, but this is the year for Kyle Pitts. Bold prediction right there. Fantasy tight end three. Passable. Now's the time. Can I just get a, a, a can I get a quick uh stat line prediction for you for Kyle Pitts? And if it helps you, um, his 2021 year, his rookie year, he had 68 catches for 1026 yards and one touchdown, which just to remind the people at home. Came against the New York Jets in London. He hasn't scored in the continental United States, right? He hadn't scored in the continental United States up until this past year. Okay. Where he scored twice. So, all right. So he's both. Uh, so here's his uh, stat line. 82 sure. catches. Okay. 1,150 yards. Ooh. And seven touchdowns. That would be very nice. That'd be very nice. Seven score. You're getting that 67th overall. Yeah. Yep. That'll help. Yeah. That'll help. That'll be really, 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 really nice for Mr. Kyle Pitts. And and it's, it's, he's going into his third year too. So it's Arthur Smith. You got to figure it out at this point. You have to, you have to, you do, you, you don't pick. He's got to be on the hot seat this year. What do you think? Do you think Arthur Smith's on the hot seat this year? Yes. I think yes, he's got to be. He's got to he be. be. He's drafted a skill position player the last three years, and the first two years he has no idea what he's doing with either of them. Agreed. Agreed. And it 
listen, I mean, it shouldn't inspire much confidence, you know, with Bijan Robinson, you know, given how the other two have been so far. But to be fair, this is also the guy who let Derrick Henry just run wild. So we can only hope that he'll do the same with Bijan Robinson. Okay. Satley's one more bold prediction. Jake, you have carte blanche on this one. Anything you want to say? Any one final bold prediction for you? The floor is yours. Yes. This is bold, sir. Okay. I like bold. I think Alexander Madison is going to be on the most fantasy championship rosters this year and finishes inside the top 10 fantasy running backs and gets himself. He's now, I don't know how much long-term value, but this is a big year of, this is the year of Alexander Madison, in my opinion, and he's going to make a big name for himself. And my round eight keeper. Yay. My round nine keeper. Yay. I mean, look, even if he has like a thousand yards and like seven touchdowns, I mean, <laughs> round eight, where do I sign? <laughs> like, round nine? Yeah, yeah. Get me the uh, get me the pen. I'll, I'll sign the dotted line. I, right I now. think this is a big, big Madison year. We know he's already sound in pass, uh, pass protection. They they trust him on third downs. He's got very nice hands as a receiver. It's it's time. It's it's so beautiful. It really is. It's, I have just I, I honestly. The smile that I have on my face. Ugh. Like, Jake, we're good people. We deserve good things, right? I Yeah, for what it's worth, though, I actually did contemplate putting Isaiah Pacheco as, as, as a real bold prediction, too, because I really like him a lot, too. Yeah. And he, oh, he's also uh, being drafted outside the top 20. And I think a lot of people are making way too big of a deal of Jet McKinnon uh, coming back. You know, yeah, Pacheco they'll, was a, they'll be a tandem, but, I mean, they both, they both were – I mean, Pacheco was a rookie last year, a seventh round pick out of Rutgers. Like, what did you expect him to? You know what I'm saying? Right. So, right. And, and Pacheco, I have at 67th overall, if that. But yeah, uh, this is this is the year of Alexander Madison. I can't wait. I love it. I love it. And I'm not gonna. You're not gonna hear me complain about that one bit again. Round nine keeper. Um, jumping for joy at that one. Um, Kevin O'Connell. For what it's worth. I just want to talk everyone through this one. And Jake, you can chime in when you feel you want to do so. They've spent the entire offseason, even when Dalvin Cook was still contractually a member of the Minnesota Vikings, they spent the entire offseason talking up Alexander Madison. Kevin O'Connell was going out of his way to talk about Alexander Madison as a guy that can handle the Dalvin Cook load if necessary, a guy that can be a three down back if necessary, a guy that is a could-do-it-all player. They talked him up to such a degree, and they cut Dalvin Cook, and they have nobody else there right now. Well, and, yeah, and you look at Dalvin. I'm sorry to put the. No, go ahead, here. please, please. You, you look least. at Kevin O'Connell's background. He comes from the Sean McVay school of football. Mm-hmm. And what does Sean McVay do? I, I mean, last year was a little bit of a weird year, but he rides a feature back, right? Todd One Gurley ran him into the ground. 
Cam Akers was looking that was trending that way until the Achilles injury. And then, Hey, once that, once the Rams were using Cam Akers in December last year, you started to remember what he, he was capable. I mean, this is a guy that requested, when's the last time a guy's requested a trade doing nothing. Doesn't get doesn't traded happen very often. And then he's back in the great graces. Right. And, and the Rams didn't do anything at, at running back. I mean, they, they, they drafted Zach Evans who I like, but I mean, is that really much of a vulture? I mean, I don't like Kyron Williams as a, as a fellow Domer fan. I mean, I always thought he was like, yeah, he's, he's kind of just like a guy. Um, so, mid. Yes, exactly. So this is a guy that comes from that background of, Hey, Hey, we're using one running back here. And that's what Alexander Madison is this year. So I love him. <laughs> this is the year, folks. Get Alexander Madison on your fantasy roster. Don't you know? Don't do anything crazy. But what does he got right now? Like around four ADP, I would think. Early he round right four. Right now is going forty fifth overall. I I think that's criminal. I really do. That's going to continue to rise. It's it, got. It has to. It has to. I mean, this is the the yes. But yeah, this is this is the year, Alexander Madison. So I so while we were talking, I did move Alexander Madison into my top thirty, above Najee Harris and above J.K. Dobbins. Oh, Madison is way more appealing than those two guys. It's not even funny. Who would you rather have? Just out of curiosity, I don't know if I'm going to make this move, but just out of curiosity, Ramondre Stevenson or Alexander Madison? Madison, better offense. Madison or Kenneth Walker? That's tricky. If there was no Zach Charbonnet, I would say Walker by a uh, uh, pretty easily by country mile, yeah. But I'm still gonna say Walker, but I would not be surprised to see Madison finish ahead of him. We just okay. need to see how good Charbonnet really is. I'll give you one more here: Tra- uh, Travis Etienne or Alexander Madison. I would take Etienne. Okay, I would still I would still go Etienne there. Okay, so then you're he would basically be your. Let me just pull up. The running back ranks, he'd be your RB14 pretty much. And with with a really, really high ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Uh I'll just give you I'll give you one that that just Alexander Madison or Joe Mixon. Mixon. I can't I can't go against the Bengals running back. I mean, nope. dude, what did the Bengals even do at running back? That's what I'm saying. Everyone's like, oh, replace Joe Mixon, replace Joe Mixon with who exactly? <laughs> like <Right>. Chris Evans. <laughs> like... Right. Ezekiel Elliott. No. No. One more, Alexander Madison or Josh Jacobs? Ah, man, I know, I know. I, I, my gut is really like I feel like if I, I feel like if I don't say Madison, it's me being afraid of backlash. But in my heart of hearts, I really would much rather have Madison, especially I, at the price. I agree. I not. I'm telling you right now, buddy, you will not see a Josh Jacobs on any of my fantasy rosters this year. None. The, same with me. No, thanks. It's not sustainable and repeatable. Nope. Nope. If there's if there's anybody that is listening to this podcast that thinks Josh Jacobs is going to have another 340 carry season. It's not. Yeah. Over 1600 yards, 12 touchdowns. If they think that's going to happen again. Good luck. Good luck to you. And Jake, just for what it's worth as well. How many receiving touchdowns do you think Josh Jacobs has had in his career? I don't know, like two? Nope. None? None. (laughs) Yay. None. Meanwhile, Alexander Madison, our good buddy, eighth round keeper, ninth round keeper, 
has three. And barely gets to play most of the time. I I I wanted to put Alexander Madison in one of my bold predictions. I couldn't do it. I was hoping that you were going to do it, and you did. So thank you for that. Doubled the touchdown season, over 1,100 yards. Yep, Alexander Madison to the moon. Yeah. And that is that. Yep. (laughs) I can't wait. Jake, any final thoughts before we go? A longer episode, but you know what? There were some shenanigans in this one, so why not? Yeah. No no other real thoughts there. It's just – Curious to see where Hopkins goes. I think that that could definitely be uh, an area of discussion. Dalvin Cook. I actually don't think Dalvin Cook's going to the Dolphins, as funny as it sounds, because I think mm-hmm. that would have happened already. I where do you think, think he's he'll... going? I mean, I think the Jets are interested. Um. All right, I'm going to give you one that's going to be like Doomsday. I think he goes to the Denver Broncos. That would be Doomsday. That would be... <laughs> to forget Javante Williams. Oh, that would be that would be doomsday. I do think though Denver is interested, and I could say it. I could Sean Payton. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see it. Uh, I still think Buffalo potentially. I yeah, listen, it feels if, like they, if they had... if they want to get Stefan Diggs back into the building, why not bring a guy that he's good buddies with? Yeah, I don't think that Matt. I think the issues is with Diggs, it is what it is, but. Um, I don't think Bu- I think Cook wants to get paid too, and I don't think Buffalo really has the funds for that. So, hmm. fair. Yeah, I know Denver still has some cap flexibility that they can maneuver with. I think the Jets are interested though, and I and actually I wouldn't even hate that fit, um, especially early in the season. So we'll see. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, it would su- it would suck a little bit for Brees Hall, but yeah, but I think Brees is still not going to be. I mean, Brees Hall is the kind of guy that I would want to trade for, like, after a few games. Low by low. Yeah. Low by low. I like that. I like that a whole lot. Well, those are Jake's bold predictions. We'll have more bold predictions, takes, predictions in general as we go through the draft process. We are basically two months away from drafts. We're doing the bold prediction shows. We're... Rolling on with the mock draft shows, we got uh, division previews that are that are yet to come. I know Jake and Adam will be contributing on those. So there's a lot more coming. A lot more coming on the Pace and Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. If you like what you heard, leave a five-star review. Tell us how much you like the program. Subscribe to the program. That would be much appreciated. For Jake, I am Bird. Thank you so much for listening. This is show number one of Bold Predictions Week here on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'll be up next on Thursday. I'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.